The Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America here with the Radiation Report with a chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear weapons expert from the U.S. military, 25 years total in service and 15 years in the Seaburn field. Seaburn stands for chemical, biological, radio- radiological, and nuclear and these are our military specialists in protecting the military and the public from the damage of these non-kinetic weapons that are used against us and are happening today even when you don't realize it. So we're going to be talking about all of this and more with Major Michael Gary, Seaburn officer for the U.S. military and a member of Truth for Health's Volunteer Military Advisory Council. And as always, for the people in the military who I am interviewing for the show, the opinions they express are their personal and professional scientific opinions, not They are not speaking for the Department of Defense or any of the branches of service. So understand that Major Gary and I are coming to you as professionals in our field. Mine is medicine, of course, and his is Seaburn training and experience to protect the military and public. And we're coming to you to give you our professional background and experience and connect the dots and teach you why it's so important that you understand how all of these weapons are used against people in times of war. In America, make no bones about it. We are in a war for the survival of the United States of America as a constitutional republic. You've heard me say that over and over. And that's, we've been in that war going back to the assault on our constitution that began to escalate in 2009 with the installation of the Obama administration. And it has been an assault on Christianity, on the constitutional republic, our founders principles that has skyrocketed under the Biden administration. It's a no holes barred, blatant in your face, destruction of our borders, our economy, our food supply, our fuel supply, our medical institutions. People are dying in the hospitals on the COVID death protocol designed by Ezekiel Emanuel and others who are in the shadows. 
guiding all of this through Health and Human Services and the Department of Defense, who are now working together in what's called the Defense Health Agency. So America has been lied to and deceived, which is the tool of the enemy, foreign and domestic human enemy, but it's also the enemy of the spiritual forces of darkness as well, because we are in a spiritual battle between good and evil, the evil assault on human life, on plant life, animal life, trying to alter God's design of creation, change the planet into some warped idea of genetic modification, transhumanism, that the elites have decided they are better than God, they know better than God, they are God, and they are altering everything as fast as they can. So how does this tie into radiation? Well, the world is full of natural sources of radiation. We deal with that with ionizing radiation from the sun. If you've ever had a sunburn, you've experienced a radiation burn. So we're going to talk more about that. But as I lead into this today, I want you to understand a critical principle. The kinds of damage to the human body that occur with radiation injury, and Major Gary's going to talk about that in much more detail, but radiation injury causes the same classes of damage to the human body that we've just been seeing caused by the experimental COVID shots, by the COVID illness, by hemorrhagic fevers like Marburg and Ebola, and actually some of the same classes of damage that occur in chronic inflammatory diseases such as diabetes and obesity and metabolic syndrome. So fundamentally, exposures to radiation from a medical standpoint can be totally indistinguishable from the kinds of damage that have been skyrocketing with the experimental COVID shots. So what are those classes of damage? I want you to have this framework as we talk about it in the show today. Number one, inflammation in the body. Release of inflammatory chemicals the body makes naturally to fight off infections. Inflammatory damage is one of the biggest causes of death with COVID and death with the COVID shot. Inflammatory damage to the heart, the lungs, the kidney, the brain, the ovaries, testicles. So that's inflammation. That's, that's number one. Number two in the classes of damage is disruption in blood clotting. You have to be able to clot blood normally in order to respond to a wound, an injury. You cut yourself, you bleed to cleanse the wound, and then the body mobilizes the clotting response and it clots and you don't keep bleeding. Again, that's common sense. You need to have normal blood clotting function so that you don't either bleed too much or not bleed and have a stroke, form a clot inside your body. So that's class two. The, all of these things we've just been talking about, radiation, COVID vaccine, COVID illness, hemorrhagic fevers, disrupt your body's normal ability to, for blood clotting. 
The third thing that happens with all of them is disruption in your immune system response. In the COVID illness, it was an exaggerated immune response leading to damage in the acute respiratory syndrome that was called in the media cytokine storm. So that's an exaggerated immune response, an inflammatory response. In addition, we have suppression of the immune system with radiation, with COVID vaccine and COVID illness. So especially the COVID vaccine was designed to suppress the immune response, which then leads to more illness and more cancer forming. The, the, so that's the three, inflammation, blood clotting abnormalities, immune suppression and disruption. The fourth is cardiovascular damage to the heart and blood vessels. The COVID shot actually damaged the lining of the, all of the blood vessels in the body and also damages the heart with the spike protein and lipid nanoparticles infiltrating the heart and damaging the blood vessels. We also see cardiovascular damage with radiation and hemorrhagic fevers. And then there's neurologic damage, inflammation of the brain, spinal cord, nerves, because the COVID shot crosses the blood-brain barrier unlike any vaccine in history. Radiation damage damages the neurological systems, brain and spinal cord and nerves in some of the same ways not by crossing into it directly like the spike proteins do and the lipid nanoparticles do with the shot, but the radiation affects our neurologic function and causes damage to the brain and nervous system. And then oxidative stress, impairing the cellular oxygenation pathways. That is happening in all of these situations, radiation damage, COVID shot, COVID illness, Marburg, Ebola, and all the hemorrhagic fevers. And it also happens in illnesses like diabetes. People talk about their hands and feet being cold. They talk about poor circulation in the hands and feet. That means impaired cellular oxygenation. Oxygen can't get to the body if the circulation is damaged. So these are some basic things we want you to understand. And with that, I'm going to bring in Major Gary to talk more specifically about radiation damage. Keep in mind, America, this is really important. You will be in the coming months, just as you did all through 2020, the fear mongering about COVID and covering up what's happening with the COVID shots, covering up that damage. You will be hearing more and more about fear-mongering on Ebola, Sudan virus, Marburg virus, all of these strange viruses that tend to originate in faraway places without prying eyes of the media and outbreak suddenly and then suddenly now it's a worldwide threat. They are using this to scare you. But our hypothesis or theory is that what they really control is through the telecom companies, the ability to ramp up 5G radiation in all these new towers and transmitter arrays that have gone in on schools 
and around our communities. And the things that happen to your body can be the same from Marburg, Ebola, Sudan virus, COVID virus, COVID vaccine, and radiation. Keep that in mind. What's more likely as a cause of damage to scare people? You may see pictures of Ebola patients in the media with people bleeding from every orifice, but that's not as likely to really be what's happening. It's more likely to be alterations in the frequencies they use and control through the transmitter towers for the 5G arrays that have been built. Think about that as you listen to Major Mike Gary. Major Gary, thank you for your 25 years of service to this country in the military. And thank you for your courageous continuing service in educating the public from your field of expertise. We're grateful to have you on the show today. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Vliet. Yeah, I've had uh, 25 years of service, but I started off as an enlisted man, um, as a mechanic, switched over to a uh, cannoneer, and then eventually uh, was talked into becoming an officer by a senior uh, NCO, non-commissioned officer, who said that you would be great for that. And then so my first um, job as an officer in the military was to be a uh, field artillery officer. And I was that for approximately, I don't know, five, six years, and then converted over to engineer because at the time I was a traditional guardsman. And at the time in the civilian world, I actually worked into uh, construction and engineering uh, for a company that did that. So that fit well with that, did that for, I don't know, six, seven years, deployed to Iraq uh, on that tour. We did convoy security. We moved up, we moved in the buildup of Baghdad and the surge. You must remember that in the news, the surge. Um, so anything that came from Kuwait into Iraq uh, came through us because we were the con uh, convoy security element that brought everything into Iraq during 06, 07. And then after that, uh, did a lot of soul searching. I was a traditional guardsman and decided I couldn't handle both things if we're going to continually fight endless wars. That I, it was pretty hard to advance in the civilian world leaving every so often for a year, year and a half at a time. And then uh, I eventually fell into the full-time National Guard force and then took on the expertise of Seaburn. And uh, I must say, being approximately 30 years old at that time when I kind of made that decision, uh, my wife and I were going through kind of changes in our health, in our life, our personal life. We started to clean up and eat better and noticed a big health change in our in our life and then of course being in the seaburn field you know you start realizing that chemical companies uh produce things like pesticides and and uh them being mild nerve agents i started to avoid those on my food so anyway that's kind of got two sides i got the professional side i have the uh personal side and i thank you very much dr vliet for the disclaimer that you put out for me, my opinions today do not represent the Department of Defense. I have hundreds, probably thousands of hours of my own personal study, actually more on, I've done more personal study in the chem bio rad field than I have done in my professional side. So I thank you for that. Um, 
That speaks very life. highly to your dedication, Major absolutely. Gary. I absolutely am, am grateful to have your expertise, especially with all the additional work you've done on your own. And it's kind of funny, uh, you know, when you try to live your life, I guess, in a godly Christian way, and you do seek God's intent, and you try to be obedient to God, you start, you know, he starts revealing things to you. And, uh, you know, uh, through this, I did, uh, I looked at those, that video you gave me, which revealed a couple studies. And one of the studies is on how uh, radio frequency or uh, non-ionizing radiation affects bees and well I had my own beehives at one time and so I've observed bees in their uh, activities and how they do things and so this study that we'll talk about a little later here actually I, from my personal life I can actually validate a lot of the things that are in the study that nobody else even PhDs probably don't know because they never had bees to observe their activities and how they do things so anyway, that's mentioned the name of the of the uh, video that you're talking to. So our listeners can be thinking oh, about the, looking it up. The oh, I'll have to get you the name of the video later. But the study I'm referencing is exposure to cell phone radiations produces biochemical changes in worker honeybees. Wow. The video gave me that study. I can't remember the name of the vid video right off the top of my head, but the study that was embedded in it is, was that title. Yeah. So with my, uh, you know, my professional side, uh, I, I am a hazmat technician, which uh, allows me to work in hot zones or direct the activities of hot zone activities. Um, and of course, I've been in leadership and I was in leadership for a good reason because uh, no matter how many training lanes and how difficult they made them, uh, the team that worked under me always excelled. And that's because as, um, as an officer in the military, I saw it my duty, my job to make sure they were informed and performed to the best of their ability and always had the best things, equipment and gear to use to make that happen. And certainly knowledge is probably the biggest thing that you can give people to inspire them to actually want to know what they're dealing with. And that way, when they get in the tough situation, they can actually perform under pressure. Because when you're working in a hot zone, when you're going against chemicals, biologicals, or radiologicals, uh, you need to know what you're doing. Because one mistake, if you get a breach in your suit, it could be a, a game it could be a game ender, but it's definitely a game changer and it changes everything for the team that's going to, uh, you know, take care of you once you come back out through the decontamination line. So anyway, that's that's what has inspired me to be the best I can be. I do think that probably across the nation, I am one of the more experienced people in the field. Um, and so naturally, uh, the thing like the COVID pandemic or the plandemic would not sneak up on me and I'd be looking ahead. Uh, so in my profession, you look at chem, bios, and rads, you got to sift out the symptoms, the, the signs and symptoms. And of course, the onset of those things is very important. For chemicals, usually they, they come upon you quick. The signs and symptoms for that fall upon you fast. The body reacts it throws a sign or symptom quickly uh, in, in the biological threats not so much it's kind of a delayed 
And then certainly when you look at radiation, and uh, I'm talking more, my expertise is more in the ionizing radiation, not so much on the non-ionizing radiation, but with ionizing would radiation. You, would you explain the difference to our listeners very quickly? Yeah, so the difference is the ability of um, the molecule to admit energy. So with the uh, ionizing, uh, you're going to find that they strip off uh, energy quicker, which will be absorbed by the body. And uh, so that, so the not, the ionizing is going to be far more dangerous to our body's uh, chemistry or biology than the non-ionizing. However, and, and that's why I think this is what leads us to one of our biggest problems here. There hasn't been enough studies in the non-ionizing uh, radiation. There's plenty. What's an example of that? Well, like cell phone, for example, or good. That's or what even I like a, to explain. Yeah. So, so I know, and again, because maybe I'm more aware, right, than some people because of the profession I went in, or maybe in our personal side, my wife and I decide to eat healthier, eat more herbs in our diets, or more or more vegetables, right? And we notice things in our life. For example, I've noticed when I used to drive and talk on the cell phone years ago, this is 10 plus years ago, uh, I would notice that the, the, the hot ear, I would get hot ear. And I noticed it, but never heard anything about it. It wouldn't be for five years later that I'd discover, oh yeah, hot ear is a thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I doing to my brain with the cell phone right up next to it? And you know, you get uh, in the media, you get to debate whether it's harmful or not harmful, but ultimately you got to do your own research and dig into it. And I've come to the conclusion that it's dangerous and I'm not going to hold a cell phone up to my, my ear so much anymore. I will, but I'm going to try to mitigate that and limit it and talk on speaker or talk some other way, you know. And then uh, certainly my daughter, my 18-year-old daughter who has a you know, smartphone now, which I find uh, produce a lot of energy, a lot of different types of energy. Um, and I know this because I have an EMF detector, which I am not uh, that experienced in it. I'm just aware that I'm getting readings and I can see obviously when I'm getting higher readings. And if you stick one of these next to a smartphone, holy smokes, does it jump. But I am not skilled enough to actually speak to that. I can just tell you the readings go up. So my 18-year-old daughter, I've told her to keep her smartphone out of her back pocket because, you know, where her ovaries and her, uh, you know, her uterus and her womb are, I don't want destruction to, you know, whatever, uh, whenever she decides to have children. I want her to mitigate that by removing the threat. And out of the C, B, and R, chem, bio, and rad in my field, I've always looked at, this may seem counterintuitive, but I've always looked at radiation as being the easiest one because as long as you are aware of it, as long as you know that there's a presence of radiation, the thing to do is just avoid it. And uh, I, in the radiation treatment guide that I made, uh, it's the principle of ALARA, A-L-A-R-A, -A -A, which is stands for as low as reasonably achievable. 
So it's simply uh, summarized in what we call time, distance, and shielding. So you mitigate the time you're around the source. Uh, you put distance between you and the source or you shield yourself between the source. You put a shielding, whether for, for something like alpha radiation, it could be as simple as paper. Uh, for some of the more dangerous uh, radiation, you're gonna have to have something more thicker like concrete or lead. But I, so I told my daughter to treat her phone that it's, it's dangerous and to keep it away, especially from her, uh, you know, her genital area that, you know, she's going to want to have ch children eventually someday. So, so anyway, that's um, how I kind of tie the two, the professional side of me and the personal side of me is because I have quite a diverse uh, background uh, when it comes to my civilian side, which ended approximately uh, 14 years ago. I no longer have a, uh, a civilian career, but you know, I've done things like mechanics on my vehicles, my own. We have a hobby farm or a homestead, as I call it. So we raise animals. Uh, we, you know, I worked in the construction field where, you know, I did everything from work in the office to actually hang steel and concrete. So you start learning things. Uh, certainly the materials that you're using around all these things. And uh, your aware, my awareness and my wife's awareness of what we're eating or, or using or putting in our home has become uh, very important for us to research and read. So yes, my wife and I are the type that go in the grocery store and we read the ingredients on things because it matters to us. That's and, a and good idea. And I urge everybody to do that. More and more things are genetically modified. And more and more things have insect-based flour added to them, which insects are can be highly allergenic to people, and that may be partly why chitin in in the in the shells of in exoskeleton of insects is actually highly allergenic to people. Birds can can tolerate chitin; they have the enzymes to digest it. But I just want to make that point: they're making flour out of crickets, dried up, ground up crickets. So that may be partly why we're seeing more people with allergies because they're eating all of these genetically modified foods with insect parts being made, make, made into flour. It's just gross to think about. Go ahead with your comments. I just wanted to add that little note, um, yeah. but what we what we may want to do is just stop here and take a break and then come back and have you talk more about the actual symptoms of radiation injury now that you've set the stage for it. This is Dr. Lane for America with the Whistleblower Report, Radiation Injury, and you'll be able to get the Radiation Treatment Guide on truthforhealth.org. This is a major addition to our treatment guides that Major Gary has written for the foundation as one of our military advisory council volunteer members. So we really appreciate all of his hard work. We'll be right back after the break. Tune in to the Whistleblower Report every day, Monday through Friday, right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio, 12 noon and 12 midnight Eastern time. 
We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan, a plan based on real science that responds to the real world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. The family of Juliana Parker would sincerely like to thank the Truth for Health Foundation Without their help and support, we never could have gotten our mother out of the hospital and into our home so that we could be with her for the last week of her life. They gave us the strength, the courage, the knowledge, the list of things that we needed to do in order to prepare for that. And they were there at a critical moment when it came to moving her out. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. I'm Dr. Lee for America, here with Major Mike Gary, Seaburn officer with 25 years experience in the U.S. military and 15 years as a Seaburn officer expert. Now, what does that mean? Chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear 
weapons expert. And so CBURN is the short acronym that they use in the military. So let's go ahead, Major Gary, with you were talking about some of the common things and practical steps you had taken with your family at the personal level. What are some of the symptoms that people might experience? Let's talk about acute radiation syndrome, both lower amounts and higher amounts. I mean, I've actually treated patients who've gotten the COVID shot and then were exposed to a high radiation field around cell phone towers and had severe neurologic damage as a result. So talk about how all of this fits together. Yeah, so with acute radiation syndrome, um, the biggest factor when, when I worked professionally in this field is, is the latent period. So it, there's, a, there's definitely a period of time before the body notices symptoms. But when it does, uh, it goes into stages. And um, the thing is with this is that radiation, which the viewers or listeners should, should take on, it's an energy. It's an invisible energy that is hitting you and penetrating your body. And some of the cells that take it the hardest or that are the most affected by it are the lymphocytes, and, uh, which is your immune system. So your immune system takes a shot from this invisible energy uh, that hits your body. And then naturally what happens is the body goes through a progression of, uh, you know, falling apart, which so in the chem bio rad area, uh, the kind of the running joke when we're trying to distinguish what's what's the threat here, right? Is it a chem threat, bio threat, rad threat? The running joke is everything gives flu like symptoms. OK, that was the running joke before COVID. Now, now <laughs> my guess is. The running joke is everything gives COVID-like symptoms, right? So you That's have an to important re- point. That is really important. Everything gives flu-like symptoms. Okay, America, what are those? Tiredness, weakness, malaise, body aches, headaches, and ultimately then moving into, let's say, shortness of breath and maybe a fever, not always. So... Flu-like symptoms can occur with lots of things that aren't influenza or even COVID. So radiation, you're saying, Major Gary, can provide, can give flu-like symptoms initially. Yes. And what, if we were to know when the person was around it, so with radiation, you can have a point source or you can have a mass source which would be like a, a radiological dispersal device or bomb with uh you know that was laced with radiological isotopes or a nuclear weapon right those two scenarios would be very easy to see and understand for example the boston marathon uh when that bomb went off there was you uh hazmat teams down there that were cancel narrowing out that there's no radiological isotopes that were dispersed. So they were easily uh, explained to the public that, hey, there's not a radiological threat here, okay? But if there was, that whole response at the Boston Marathon would have been totally different. 
if there wasn't people with meters and detectors. Now, so there's two types. You got the you got the big bomb looking thing that tells you, oh, there's probably radiation and detectors would um, you know, tell you for sure. And then you could have a point source. So there's two way, ways to think about that. But with a point source, you may get near a piece of radiation. If So this would be a great a tool to assassinate somebody with. And it's been used before um, to have a point source, radiological isotope. And you could do something like put it underneath somebody's chair and just let them set on it. They would never know. So the, the, what the point I'm, or the picture I'm trying to paint here for you is somebody could use radiation in a method that you would never know it was used against you. So you would never have a timeline of when it affected you. So in my field, that's why I say the onset of symptoms is a big deal because it starts narrowing us, whether it's chem, bio, rad. So if somebody was to use a radiological isotope against you, you may never know. So therefore you could not have the key understanding of, oh, this is a latent onset of symptoms or uh, the symptoms came on slower than, you know, something with bio or rad. So that's important to note there. So then what do we look at uh, to help us determine if it's chem bio rad and we don't know that imp critical important piece. Then you have to look at uh, somebody to order up like a white blood cell count. Well, that's one thing that uh, we used to do in our hazmat uh, tech team is, you know, if we suspected radiological poisoning or, or a point source, we would order white blood cell tests uh, from the hospital. And then, of course, if you saw the, that those were low, you know the immune system is starting to take a hit. And this, again, starts narrowing down the path of is this chem, bio, or rad? Well, if, if that counts low, then we're starting to look more like bio or rad. Then we've canceled out the, chem, the chemical attack. Okay, so then the other thing is, well, if you suspect a radiological uh, contamination or you're irradiated, let's work with con you're contaminated uh, with radiological isotope, then a detector would help narrow it down further and say, oh, yes, you've got, yes, you were near some a dust that produced a radiological isotope and it's on you. Or for the common people that have basements in certain parts of the country, uh, radon is a common uh, it's a gas, a radiological isotope gas that's put off and you set out little canisters that collect or at least the air passes through it and then it'll tell you if you have radon in your basement. That's kind of a common thing that people kind of understand. Another one, another common radiological isotope is uh, in your fire alarms. It's called americium-241 and uh, you know, if you were to take that and disperse it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good to say swallow the, the pieces from it, right? But it, it's no threat to you as long as you're not setting right on top of it. Even if you're setting on it, it's pretty low dose. But, but I highlight those things to kind of show the practicality of where radiation is. The common person may run into it, okay? But also to kind of show that radiation is not that common in, in the fact that 
in order to get hurt by it, it would have to be a bomb, a nuclear weapon, or a radiological dispersal device, or somebody would have to get one of these controlled substances, which are used in industry, in the medical field, in the military, and make a point source to make more like an assassination tool of it. Um, so anyway, I highlight those things, Dr. Vliet. Hopefully that kind of clears up uh, the fact that this is not seen often and where you do see it is in the two common examples I, I explained in your basement with radon gas and then in your smoke detectors. Any questions on that, Dr. Vliet? Yes, I think that's very helpful. And, and I want you to also mention some of the common treatments you in the radiation injury treatment guide that you've prepared for the foundation, which will be available on our website for people to download free. And what I'd like to ask you to comment on some of the common treatment options that people might not realize can actually treat radiation exposure. You, you've mentioned Prussian blue and zeolites, activated charcoal, a couple of things that people might not be thinking about. So let's talk about some of the things that you have put together in your summary of the various radiation isotopes, radioactive isotopes, and treatment options that you have listed. And listeners, this will be available on our website. You're, it's something you're going to want to print and have available at home. But Talk about some of those, Major Gary. I think that would be helpful to people to know that there's a way to, to handle this. Yeah, so good. What For this, to kind of uh, alleviate the listeners of the fear of it, okay, there's two types of way to be affected by radiation. is to be irradiated by it or to be contaminated with it, okay? So there's two ways, all right? Now, what that means is, to be irradiated by it is think of a laser, or I called it energy earlier on. Think of invisible energy hitting you like an x-ray. People are familiar with x-ray machines and getting that diagnostic test, right? So there's an energy there that's hitting you, just like the sun's light, right? Visible light, but in this case, it's invisible hitting you. Okay, that's irradiation. Okay, and that does something to you. It affects your cells. And it damages, uh, it can, you know, if you're there too long, it can damage you DNA-wise and then do things like lead to possible cancers or sickness or whatever. Now, to be contaminated by it is like if, for example, like radon, uh, it's an invisible gas. And if you're to be down in your basement for a long time breathing in that, that gas, and maybe the listeners want to think of it as a dust, to, to be uh, hit with a small particle dust of radiological isotope and to breathe it in or to take it inside your body through ingestion or breathing it in, now you've been contaminated and it's inside you, okay? So there's the two ways, irradiated or contaminated. Now, uh, the, the easy thing about being irradiated is, like I said earlier, Time, distance, shielding. It's basically just avoid it. Get the heck away from it, okay? So that's that solves your irradiation piece. Now, if you're contaminated, this is where I bring in um, things like um, 
activated charcoal. Okay, I'm going to start with the easiest one. The, the military, if you look back through history of the Chem Bio Rad program, uh, the suits, uh, the protective suits that the military has had uh, for years, there was a charcoal lining in them. Okay, and you would, you would uh, quite often, if you, especially if you got wet, you started walking through the water with the, your protective equipment on, uh, you would notice that there would be a black, like on your boots, for me, I've, I've experienced this before, the charcoal would come out of the inside lining of that suit and end up on my boots. My boots would turn totally black from the activated charcoal. Well, there's a reason why they use activated charcoal. It worked against all, th all three major threats, probably more against chemicals, but also really well against radiological isotopes. And so from the personal side, personal health, my wife, she uses it religiously, activated charcoal. And uh, we use it when our stomach or we have a headache and she'll take activated charcoal. Well, what it does is it works through a process, uh, chemical process called adsorption. So there's a slight uh, uh, electric uh, attraction there. Okay, and, heavy, and this works with heavy metals. Uh, so the charcoal, because it is a mineral, that's what's left over when you burn wood is, is minerals. And these minerals have, uh, you know, that attractive uh, property. And when it gets in your stomach, it'll pull the heavy metal or let's say uh, oil. Say you had too, too much bacon, right? <laughs> and your stomach's upset because you, it will hold on to it, pull it out, and let the body get rid of it. Same with a radiological isotope, um, like, um, you know, let's say cesium-137. There will be an attraction between the activated charcoal and that, and it'll grab it and try to get it out. Now, sometimes you need a little stronger um, uh, medicine or uh, what I call, I'm going to use a term that the listeners won't be familiar with, it looks like chelating, but it's pronounced chelating agent. And that's what activated charcoal is. Chelating agent is what I just explained. It's, it's uh, a medicine or a supplement you're going to use to help pull chemically or uh, with an uh, you know, uh, attractive property, pull these things that don't belong in your body out of the body. And there's several other ones like bentonite clay. People who uh, use the health food store quite a bit, they use bentonite clay, which helps pull uh, toxins out of the body. And again, a radiological isotope will be toxic to the body. And this may work in some instances. Uh, I've used it for health purposes before. So these are all good things to use to get rid of heavy metals, right? But they work for radiological isotopes as well. And people should check into this because our food, our food supply is just laced with so many things. Uh, and uh, not saying it's laced with radiological isotopes, but you know, I really encourage listeners to check into these things and do their own research. Uh, for um, cesium-137, there's the Prussian blue pigment, which you mentioned earlier, which is, that's all it is. It's the pigment that they use to make Prussian blue paint. Uh, and that, <laughs> that pulls cesium and thallium out of the body. And of course, you take it with 
probably lots of water. I get a look on my chart here that I made. But you, you're essentially flushing the body of this thing that doesn't belong there. And that Prussian blue has an attraction to cesium-137. So, and uh, also in my guide, I mentioned that uh, uh, for cesium, which is why I keep bringing it up is it's a common one. It would be a common one to see if there was a radiological dispersal device or a meltdown of a plant or a nuclear weapon. Cesium-137, you're going to see this isotope. That's why I mentioned these. Zeolites is something that uh, the um, Russians used when uh, Chernobyl uh, had a meltdown. They used zeolites to help pull cesium-137 out. So there is multiple cures or medicines, however the listeners want to look at that, but these are uh, chelating agents that are essentially flush, pulling, attracting, grabbing, and then, then you flush it out of the system, usually with lots of fluids, water. Uh, and so I'm not saying this will always, you know, if somebody was to get a, a large dose of contamination, you're probably not going to make it because you probably just can't pull it out enough and time enough to save the body but there is things that help for this it's not a lost cause if you get contaminated uh, especially like in wounds now um, when I was doing research for this uh, you find that uh, EDTA which I've been hearing EDTA a lot by a lot of people and uh, this is a key uh, chelating agent uh, it's ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid and uh, not only have I seen it used in references of radiation but also with other against other toxins and uh, so I think this one's going to be a key compound uh, for helping people I've never actually seen it or used it myself in my own life so I can't really speak to it in that way like I can activated charcoal and uh, bentonite clay but I have seen this in multiple places and I'd like to mention I find in my research when I read some of the older military um, studies around radiation and this applies to Kim and bio too but like 80s and beyond these are people that actually did experiments with these things like you know the nuclear tests and when they explain things sometimes their explanations are far deeper than what I find in current uh, you know, scientific journals or, or uh, you know, uh, study guides around the radiation topic. I find quite often some of the older references are the best for explaining exactly what happens. And I think we haven't performed a nuclear test that I'm aware of in several decades. So you, that's why I believe some of those references provide the best explanations for things. No, I really appreciate that. And actually, some of the things that you, you just mentioned, Prussian blue, for example, was used in Japan when, when the nuclear reactor had the meltdown. <clears throat> and so we know that these very things that you've listed in the treatment guide and that, that you ha have been talking about on the show have been used in, in other countries when there have been radiological accidents. So it makes sense that it's something people can begin to think about now. How does one um, 
take some of these approaches that you've been use you've been talking about how does one prepare to have those supplies on hand could you talk just briefly about that before we wrap up just so people can be thinking about ways to prepare um yes yeah, so th- th- some of these things that i've mentioned um uh, you know you can get in the health food store and they'll tell you exactly how to use them uh you know and then of course as you get using something like activated charcoal, uh, you start learning, like my wife will even take it for headaches because uh, quite often she finds that something that's going on in her gut affects her head. Uh, and we've discovered that, you know, through the years. It's, you know, years of, I guess, experimenting, but taking your own health in your own hands. So I would always, I would always tell listeners, you know, whatever the, um, whatever you buy at the health food store or wherever you get it, use it as it tells you. And then as you get better with it, you'll, you'll learn how to use it uh, to your health even better. For example, uh, sometimes um, I know uh, as of late, my son had a very upset stomach because he ate too much bacon and it was really greasy bacon. And I told him to take the activated charcoal and within minutes, I would say within minutes because charcoal acts fast. It, that chemical uh, attraction or that electric attraction happens fast. He he felt a lot better, and of course his body passed it out, and he felt felt better. So well, yeah, of course we know they've used that in emergency rooms for yeah. um, treatment of um, accidental or intentional overdoses of they, medicines yeah. and other toxins. So. Major Gary, I really want to thank you for spending time to share your expertise with our audience. And for all of you listening in America, it's clear that they're already telegraphing that other things are coming. Bill Gates keeps on talking about, well, they'll take the next pandemic or pandemic, he says, seriously. And we are seeing the telegraphing of that in news releases, NIH news release, February 3rd, new Sudan virus. Oh, break an outbreak in Sudan over the last four months with 143 people. And suddenly that is so serious that we have to have a new vaccine in America. Put on your common sense hat. A lot of this doesn't make sense from a common sense standpoint. But it's ginning up the fear, trying to control you. Take back your mind. Take back your medical freedom. Listen to all of these treatment approaches that you have available under your control. And that if you just learn how they are manipulating you and how they are ginning up the fear and the fact that even what you think may be innocuous cell phone towers can be producing radiation effects, electromagnetic radiation that is affecting your body and causes headaches, muscle aches, flu-like symptoms. And that's going to be confused with COVID. It's going to be confused with the COVID shots. So it's just common sense. And we're here to give you the common sense guide to what's happening all around you and give you some tools and strategies to help you and your family protect yourself and stay healthier. And we look forward 
to having you check out all the resources for your health on our website, truthforhealth.org. We have a lot going on on the legal defense front, helping with legal defense grants to our military whose constitutional rights are being trampled upon. If you have the resources, donate to support our Medical Freedom Legal Defense Grant Program and join us every day on America Out Loud for the Whistleblower Report, 12 noon and 12 midnight Eastern time. Come to our Faith Over Fear seminars, virtual seminars, Truth for Health University every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We have a lot going on to help you combat the lies and deception, help you with hope and solutions to stay healthy. And let us all work together to expose the evil that is coming at us, designed to interrupt God's design of life and our creator's gift of freedom in our constitutional republic. Stand up, America. Work together in your communities. Take back your freedom. Hold your elected officials accountable and work to preserve your health as God designed our body, not as government is trying to alter it with genetic modified foods and gene therapy shots. We are here to serve the Lord in this world and let us work together to create America again as one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. God bless you, and may God continue to bless America. We'll be back again tomorrow.